On this week's Patriot Nation podcast, the season is officially over, unfortunately. A lot sooner than we expected. A lot sooner than a lot of people expected, unfortunately. Um, but here we are, um, you know, trying to recover, trying to pick up the pieces. And so, look, the game has been broken down 100 times by 100 different people. And we'll talk about the game a little bit. But the majority of this show tonight or today or whenever you listen to it is about What's going to happen next? What lies ahead for the Patriots this year and then moving forward? So it's just me and Spags today, but it's a great show. So buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Wilson, quick throw. And it's All right, Spags, here we are, and, uh, well, not the situation we want to be in, obviously. No, I mean, and I talked to you on Sunday. I think you were a little bit more upset than I was, um, and that's yeah. kind of where I wanted to start. Um, I guess we'll get right into it. Um, obviously, was, you know, disappointed in the loss, right? I mean, when you're the New England Patriots, and especially over the last 20 years, really the last five years, you expect to be in the Super Bowl every year. Last eight years, you expect to be in the AFC Championship game. Um, but you know, I, I, I've kind of came at peace with it and I came at peace with it. I think a lot faster than I had expected. Um, even after the loss, just because, you know, I, I was just content with it because that's just who they were. And, and you had to, you had to expect it, you know, and that's something that I kind of came to terms with. Obviously you as Patriots fans and myself included, you, you convince yourself just because of the runs we've seen them make over the last 20 years and who they have and at the top of Brady and Belichick, they'll make a run no matter what the record is, no matter what they look like. They just experience matters. I'm a big experience matters guy, and I thought that would matter down the stretch. Um, but yeah, I just thought that's who they were. They didn't play well down the stretch, and and we really should have seen it coming, really. I, I you know, And I didn't think they'd lose to... Tennessee, I think, you know, going into Arrowhead this year, this week, depending on how they had played versus the Titans. I mean, look at it, Pat. Even if they had scraped out a win, uh, we weren't going to be very content with how they played and, 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 you know, God forbid they make that touchdown drive. They weren't playing well enough to be Kansas City offensively. Like you said, we said all year, defense could play well and still give up 28 points like they did in the AFC Championship game, 30, whatever it was. And you still, you still, you got to score 35 points to win. And that off- offense just couldn't do it. So I'm at peace with it. You know, it just wasn't their year, you know, a great run. They've been to the Super Bowl three straight years. I just think that kind of taxed them and they, they were kind of handcuffed offensively all year. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to use the S word here and, and I'm going to say that we've been <laughs> spoiled and we have been, and, and, and I'll throw myself right in there. I mean, I want you to think about this. Okay. This is the, this weekend is divisional weekend. Since Bill Belichick took over in the year 2000, there have been five seasons in which the Patriots weren't playing this weekend. Five. 2000, 2000, 
2002, 2008, 2009, and 2019. And that's it. Those are the five seasons. Every other season, they've at least played in divisional in, in the divisional round. Now, again, they lost the Jets first round in the divisional round. But like either way, the point is they've they've been playing during the divisional round weekend since 2005, 15 times since the year 2015 times, which is insane. And look, I was, uh, I'm a little, I'm a little not embarrassed. I'm a little upset at myself. I was incredibly upset Saturday night. I booed them off the field. I tweeted out that they should get booed off the field. And, you know, it's got, and, and look, I think that part of that is because they played like shit and they deserve to be booed off the field. But at the same time, it's the last game of the season. You know, Matthew Slater's one of my favorite players ever. I don't know if he's coming back. Devin McCourty's one of my favorite players ever. I don't know if he's coming back. Like, I don't know if somebody's got, I don't know if Tom Brady's coming back. And we'll talk about that. So you regret it. Like, so you regret it. You regret I do. I do regret it. I 100% regret it. And I, and I think that they deserved it at the time. But I act like an asshole. I did. And and part of it was because I was I was upset at the Patriots and I've been spoiled for so long that I felt like they deserved to get in. And I felt like they and, and part of it was I was pissed about the last weekend too, because I was just as pissed at the Miami game. And it was both those weeks kind of brought into one, right? And then I was I was also pissed at myself because I should have seen it coming. Like you said, like I should have known that they were gonna lose. And I was so confident going into the game that they couldn't lose to the Tennessee Titans. Because Ryan Tannehill was their quarterback and it was Tom Brady and all this other stuff. And like, and they just, they put the garbage the whole night. And unfortunately, when you look at them with objective eyes and you look at the team, they just didn't have it this year. They didn't. And I think that part of it could be, like you said, they played, they played in three straight Super Bowls. Like they've been playing longer than everyone else. And offensively, they just didn't have, they didn't have the weapons offensively. And, you know, we talk, we you can talk about the tight ends and everything else and how Gronk screwed them over, which he did. You know, and, and look, Gronk can make it as his decision whenever he wants, but he, but regardless of, of that, he screwed them. And so, you know, that that hurt them, obviously. They weren't able to find really a replacement for him, and they get a guy like Ben Watson who's great in the locker room but sucks in the field, you know, and he probably had his best game as a Patriot both times, you know, last week. And so, but it's just, well, maybe not because the 090 caught two touchdowns. But either way, the point is, is that he played well, and, you know, it just, it's it's frustrating to see and obviously we've been spoiled for so long and it's not a bad thing it's not like we're spoiled and it's a bad thing it's a good it's okay but it's just we expect it every single year no matter what and it didn't happen this year and I was upset about it and I know a lot of people are upset about it and justifiably so but then you take a step back and you have to try to appreciate what you've been given and look, last year, think about how improbable last year was when you look at this year's team and how improbable last year's team was. And I know you lost a lot of pieces, but really, you offensively lost Gronk. And that's really it. Like, it's you didn't really lose much else. You lost Chris Hogan, who did nothing. You, know, you, had, a, you had a nice third, third down catch against, against Kansas City, but for the most part, did nothing. So it's like, you know, what did you really lose offensively that all of a sudden your offensive year sucked? And so that's... It's really, it's really interesting, man. And and, uh, and like I said, I I regret the booing, but but we've been spoiled for a long time, and hopefully we continue to be spoiled next year. We'll see what happens, you know. Yeah, and 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 just to take that whole thing, you know, the step back analogy, like you mentioned, and to take it, you know, in another another context, like I said, we should have seen it coming. You started eight and zero, you played nobody, right? Yeah. I mean, and and we were all like, they're right. just dominating. They're, it doesn't matter who the competition is. They played no quarterbacks. Yada, yada, yada. We really should have seen it coming. I just, 
was more shocked that they had lost two straight games with Ryan Fitzpatrick facing Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ryan Tannehill. I thought no way that would happen. If you tell me before the year, I'd be like, right. you're out of your mind. Right. And I mean, yeah, it just like ranking the losses in the postseason. This is, you know, down the lowest, just because, like I said, we had seen it coming. This team was going nowhere. You know, it didn't rank up there with the, the Super Bowl losses, the Denver loss in 15, all that stuff. So that's kind of where I, I'm content with it. And I, it, it didn't really, it, it, honest to God, for a Patriots playoff loss, I was over it in 24 hours, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, and you're right. And I'll tell you what, once I was upset, I cooled down almost immediately, but I was upset in the stadium. I was extremely upset, acting like a douche. But anyways, but, um, you know, we're moving on from that. We're turning the page and I, you know, I've moved on and I feel like a lot of people have and, and we're accepting this, but now, now it's moving forward, right? Now it's going forward to the next step and what the team's going to look like next year. And of course, you know, the first question that everyone wants to ask is Tom Brady, but the list of, of outgoing free agents, okay, is long and it's filled with names that we know and love like Devin McCourty, Kyle Van Noy, Matthew Slater, Dorsett, Nate Ebner, Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton, Marshall Newhouse. We got to resign him. I mean, that's definite. Just, <laughs> Justin Bethel. Okay. Joe Thune. Joe Tooney, who who they have to resign. Watson's already retired. Uh, Ted Karras, who's probably going to be gone. Alain Roberts. Van Adam Noy. Butler. You know, yeah, Van Noy I mentioned already. So that that's a long, long list. And you look at some of the positions. Van Noy and Collins, two linebackers. You know, Bethel and Slater, two elite, elite special teams. And, and Roberts, too. Roberts is a linebacker. I know he didn't get much yep, time Roberts there. He kind of played that hybrid you're role, right. but yep. good against the run. No, Yeah, and you're right about that. And you got Adam Butler on the D-line. You got Danny Shelton on the D-line. You got Joe Tooney on the offensive line. And even a guy like Ted Karras, who was a backup, but started at center all year this year. And, you know, and so, and then you got a guy like Devin McCourty, who I'm worried about McCourty. He had said at the end of last year that he was thinking about retiring, and Jason talked him into playing this year. And now I wonder, it's in the back of his head already. Jason was in, hampered with injuries all year this year. Torn groin, you know, actually, too. Torn groin came out today. Did it really come out today that he tore? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so see that. So, he's done. So, right, and so that's you look at it and say, well, if Jason can't play. Now, maybe Jason can play. I don't know. Maybe he can rehab it and play. Who knows? But, like, if he can, if he can't play, is Devin going to want to play? And if Devin was already contemplating retirement last year, well, now he's another year older and he's a free agent. So, like, you know, what is he going to try to do? So that's, I'm more concerned about the guys, the pieces around him. Tooney, in my opinion, the most important guy is Joe Tooney. You have to bring him back at guard. But then it's like, okay, you're going to have to pick between Van Noy and Collins because you can't bring them both back. I'd probably choose Collins, but. It's close. And, you know, is Alandon Roberts going to be going to be, you know, fairly cheap to sign? Are you going to be able to bring Danny Shelton back, who was big against the run at the end of the year? Are you going to be able to re-sign Adam Butler, who was an important restricted. piece of this offense to this defensive line? He's restricted, but even still, you know, it's Pretender, like tender. Yeah. People will give up a second round pick for him in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? If you can't match it. Thing, you know what I mean? Look at look at the guy. They saying that, that at all, uh, obviously. Right. Look at Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks is a perfect example of a guy who played pretty well in the Patriots system, didn't play a ton, goes to Chicago and was and is disgusting in Chicago and was great in, uh, I'm not even sure where he is now, whether it's Chicago or New Orleans, but he was great in both places. So 
you start looking around at some of these guys and you're like, man, like that's a guy that, that would have been great on this team. And, and, you know, they lost him because they couldn't resign him. And so, you know, you start wondering what's this team going to look like with retirements. And one other guy that I didn't mention is Julian Edelman and all the injuries he suffered. I mean, you saw the laundry list of injuries that he had and, and I'm sure surgery isn't out of the question for him. You know, he's going to be 34 next year. And so what is he going to look like? Is he going to, I'm pretty sure he's 33 now, isn't he? Really? Ooh, I don't know. It's I'm he's up there. Sure he I mean, it, his body's like a 40 year old. The, the amount of right. he's taken over the course of his right. career. So I'm pretty the sure because the same. Yeah, yeah. Vin, uh, McCourty was drafted in in 10, and he'll be 33. And so I'm just assuming. I'm just going. I'm just basing that off that because uh, Edelman was drafted in 09. But who knows? Could be 30. Could be 33 next year. But either way, you know, he's got a lot of mileage on there, and so it's like then it's a question about that. So there's a lot of other things that have to happen before Tom Brady. And, you know, and so obviously we're going to get into the Tom Brady stuff, but that's, I think that that's another part of it that can't be overlooked, you know? Yeah. And you had said, you know, Thune, you got to resign him. And I I do want to touch upon him a little bit. Um, Obviously with, with Shaq Mason getting that six year, $50 million extension, I mean, if you're Joe Thune, unless you're you're content here and you're willing to take the New England discount, I think you're going to have to pay him uh, much more than that because than that. Yep. you know he's played 99.4 percent of snaps, has allowed one sack in like the last two and a half years, like absolutely gaudy numbers from a guard. He's just the, the definition of consistent. I mean, him and yep. James White are just just can, you know what you're going to get. You never have to worry about those type of guys, but. I think the top of the list, and I think we just got to get the elephant out of the room. And I think if we had talked uh, Monday, Monday night or Tuesday night, because the the Instagram post dropped Wednesday morning, we might have had a little bit of a different, um, you know, take on it. And this is just me personally. Obviously, I'll let you yep. give your take. Yeah. Uh, but Tom Brady, right? I mean, that's the that's the biggest question here. That's what's dominating the airways nationally. Um, I think it's a little bit media driven and and, and hyped up a little 100%. bit too much because. It is the first time in his career as a free agent, so this is the one time they can obviously talk about this hypothetical. Right. But I do want to start with him and and, and just kind of ask the question to you and the audience, where the hell is this guy going to go, right? I mean, if you look around the league at the contenders now or the contenders that are coming up, right, you know, um, they, they, they're set at quarterback. They're not going to move on from their younger guys who are – you know, they're developing and, and kind of budding stars that are kind of ready to take this league by storm and, and feel that they can make a run with them. You're not going to replace them for, for Tom Brady. I mean, really, the, the only hypothetical places that I think that he could even have a chance of winning, winning games or having a winning team are, you know, the Chargers, right? Because of the offensive weapons they have there. Maybe okay. Chicago, you can kind of, but I guess it's a similar situation here. Rely a little bit on your defense. And yeah. then maybe Tennessee. Other than that, man, I really can't think of it unless he's thinking, right? Unless he's thinking I've proved enough, you know, what else do I have to do to, you know, prove myself? Um, you know, I, I'll go anywhere where it's nice and blah, blah, blah. But obviously that's not the case because the end of the, the end of this Instagram caption with, I have more to prove. And right. he said, I have an organization that believes in me, not believed yep. in me, you know? So um, I think, He's back. This band's going to keep rolling on. I, I think, you know, they'll, they'll get it done. I think, you know, with Tom Brady, a quarterback for the next two, one, two, three, three years, however long he plays, he's the answer. If you want to continue, continue to contend and win that seven Super Bowl. I really don't think there's another option out there unless obviously these blockbuster 
crazy right. trades happen, which we're not even going to dive into. But I really just think they're 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 forced to pay him whatever it is because it's the only option really for him and for the Patriots. It's honestly yeah. a perfect scenario. If you look at it like that, it's really, it, I, I really cannot see him going anywhere. I hope to God I'm right. And I, I'd yeah. really be shocked if I was wrong. Well, and, and to, so to your point, the only spot for me that makes any sense for him is Tennessee. And, and here's why, right? You look at Tennessee, Tennessee's got a pretty good offensive line. They get the best running back in the league in, in, in uh, Derek Henry, who, I mean, you saw firsthand how good he is, you know, on on uh, on Saturday night. And so, if I'm the Titans, if I'm John Robinson of the Titans, who's a who's a former Patriot, you know, former Patriot staffer, obviously Vrabel's a former Patriot, buddies with you know buddies with Tom. If I'm John Robinson, I go to Brady if he becomes a free agent. I say, look, man, I'm going to give you three years. I'm going to give you a hundred million dollars. I'm gonna, let's roll. Let's let's roll. You know, and look, the the reason why is because you think about it this way. Number one. Tannehill and Mariota are both gone. Okay. So you so both those guys are gone. They don't have a quarterback, right? But they've, they they've made it anymore. known that they want Tannehill to sign, you know, Chef right. reported. But right. obviously it's and different if, if and of course, right? Available. And that's the thing. So you, you look at look at put Tom on that team and tell me they're not the best team in the AFC or or damn close to it, right? With the offensive weapons they have, the way their defense plays. If, the if the I'm the if I'm the Titans, man. I'm saying I am going all in on Tom Brady. Three years. I'm telling you, three years, hundred million dollars. Like I'm gonna throw a hundred million, and I'm freaking guarantee all of it. I don't care. I'm gonna guarantee all of it, and I'm gonna try to win a Super Bowl right now because I have good enough players on defense and I have studs on offense, and I'm gonna try to win it. And and then so if that if it gets to that, then it's a question of what is Brady gonna do? Because now, now the now the ball is in Brady's court, right? That's what I would do if I'm the GM of the Titans, right? If I'm sitting there saying that's that's the guy, because to me, he gives them the best chance to win a Super Bowl, right? And so, and again, he can't do it himself. He's gonna be 43. Let's let's be honest. He's not 2007 Tom Brady. He's not 2010 Tom Brady. He's not even 2014 Tom Brady. But he's still good enough. At the end of the day, he's clutch in big moments, right? He had the end of the end of the game drive against Miami. He didn't play well in that Miami game at all. And yet he had that end of the game drive against Miami. He didn't play great Saturday night either. And if, but still, if Jules catches that pass, is there any doubt that they probably drive down and win the game? And I think they and should so like, for it there, but they probably should. Right? I know, right? And so, but you know, that's the stuff where you look at it and say, you know, he has that he has that clutchness in him, and you put the weapons around him, and and he can be successful. And so, if I'm Tennessee, that's what I do. But oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, keep going. No, keep going. Cause I want to touch upon the weapons next. That's my next right. point. Okay. So, so for me, and you, you mentioned this with the Patriots, but for me, it's more imperative that the Patriots bring him back. And the reason, the reasons are very simple, right? And you said it, they can't compete without Tom Brady. They can't, right? You're not bringing in Ryan Tannehill. You're not paying him a ton of money. You're not competing with Jared Stidham. Or, or you're Andy not bringing Dalton. in. Well, I mean, that's it, right. Bart Scott. Like, <laughs> what a on, joke. You're not. It's just so dumb. You're not bringing in any Dalton. You're not bringing in, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. None of those guys are getting you over the hump that Tom Brady's not getting you at. And none of those guys are your future, you know, cornerstone bridge quarterback. So why don't and go with your bridge quarterback as Tom Brady? <laughs> exactly. And that's really the issue, right? So, okay, so you can't compete with those guys. All right, well, let's tank. Let's try to get Trevor Lawrence next year. Let's try to be the worst team in the NFL and get Trevor Lawrence. Well, good luck doing that with the greatest coach in the history of the NFL and a pretty good defense, even if McCourty's, even if, so maybe, 
maybe both McCordys retire, Edelman retires, Brady leaves, you trade Stephon Gilmore, you let Van Noy and Collins walk, you don't re-sign Tooney, maybe <laughs> you do all of that stuff and you're bad you're enough to tank to get even close to the t- to the number one pick. But probably not. You still have a good enough team that you're going to go 6-10, and 7-9, and nine and be what the tenth pick? Then what the hell do you do there? It doesn't do you any good. Than that. So it, and that, well, and that's the thing, right? So it's like, so that's the problem is that you can't even tank. You're too good to tank. So now your only choice is to stay in this mode to try to win championships. That means reloading on the offensive side, bringing in some more wide receivers, bringing in another tight end, bringing in other guys, trying your offensive line, trying to retain some of your, you know, some of your secondary guys, some of your linebackers, some of your D linemen, and then, you know, rebuilding here and there, getting younger, faster guys as well. That's the only choice you have. And the only choice that you have, the only, the only decision that makes any sense is bringing Tom Brady. He's 13 and a half million dollars dead cap money. If you let him walk, you lose $13.5 million. So you can afford to overpay. Because he's going to count against your cap anyways. So, okay, $9 against the cap. Well, what difference does it make? That's only actually $9 million more than he was going to count anyways. So it doesn't even matter. And I think that that's, that's an even bigger point for me that I look at it and say, well, there's a million reasons why he could leave. But every single thing that makes sense for the Patriots, and Belichick talks about, I'm doing the best thing for the organization. The only thing that makes sense right now for the organization is to bring Tom Brady back. Whether you think he's elite or not anymore, he's still a top 15 quarterback in the NFL at worst. At worst. On his worst day, he's a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. So, like, he's better than any of those bums out there. So what the hell difference does it make? And he deserves it, too. Forget about everything yeah, else. And he deserves it, too. You know? And I love Willie McGinnis and the, the comment he made before the game. I don't think there's a hometown discount coming from Tom. Like, He's done it at every stage of his career. And I know maybe you could argue right. this year with that new contract, maybe necessarily wasn't a pay cut in, in, you know, in, in terms of what the contracts have looked like in the past, but it was still well enough to, yeah. to keep him under and, and get some good players around him. And that's to my yeah. next point in, in the weapons, right? I mean, they obviously didn't have enough, you know, um, skill players on the outside, really run the ball. They, they just didn't have enough. You know, I, I watched, New Orleans play and obviously we'll see it this this weekend the Patriots are slow they're really slow yeah. offensively I mean do you see the way right. these teams move the ball it's like this they just get up and down the field like that the Patriots are really slow conservative and and that's just that's that's the way they had to play this year with the, the weapons they were given but I don't want to hear you know they didn't surround him with you know the talent because they did they did it just right. for the first time in 20 freaking years all their plans didn't work you drafted right. Nikhil Harry in April. The first time ever Bill Belichick has invested in that position in the first round. He's drafted three receivers since 2010 in, inside the first three rounds. So that's what they thought of Harry. That's obviously right. getting Tom Weapon. I think they thought he could play right away. Obviously, he just wasn't ready, and the, and the injuries kind of hindered him to start. You went out. You got Josh Gordon back, right? I mean, everyone was pumped about that in August. Obviously, he took a step back, and, and I think just – the times away from the field hindered him a little bit, and he wasn't what you thought he was. You went out, you signed Antonio Brown, arguably the best receiver in the football. He's an absolute moron, couldn't shut his mouth. Yep. You were had, you were handcuffed with him, and you couldn't do anything but release him. 
And then you go out and you trade a second round pick, which was at the time didn't, it was okay. You know, they were eight. No, at the time, seven and no, whatever it was. Now it's a top 50 pick or whatever inside the top 60, wherever it's going to line up. You traded a second rounder for Muhammad Sanu. You did four things at the receiver position and all four of them didn't work over the last right. 20 years at that position, any position on the field plan, a, B, C, and D. It's the first time that, that this, it hasn't worked out to plan. They were just handcuffed. It was too late in the year to, to go make a move. I know, oh, go sign Antonio Brown. Easier said than done with the way he's carrying himself. So for right. all the people out there that said, oh, what a disrespect it is to Tom Brady that they didn't surround him with weapons. No, they did. You know, obviously you can make the point that the tight end position in, in, in years past, we've seen how important it is to the offense and the style of offense they play. They didn't address that position. And like you said earlier, I think Gronk kind of handcuffed him a little bit with that decision. But, you know, you could have went out in the draft. He announced it before the draft. You could have right. done that stuff. Um, but, well, yeah, it's just the weapons yeah. thing is so overblown and so dramatic and, and, and exaggerated from my from my standpoint. And I want to make a quick note on the, the quarterback future. Mm. I think we'll know what the Patriots' plan is, at least for the next year and what they think of him. If they don't draft a quarterback this year, which I don't think it's a very good class. I'm starting to study it a little bit more now. Other than, you know, Barrow, Tua, Herbert, the Jordan Love kid's pretty good. From you got guys who like him, love him because of, you know, the way he leads, he, you know, the way he carries himself. Outside of that, I don't, you know, I don't know if you're going to find the guy. Obviously, you know, we didn't think Garoppolo would be in, in, in Stidham. I think we'll find out how much they like Stidham by the draft. Because I, right. from what we've seen, personally, I think he's great. I think he throws a good ball. I think he, he can play in the league. And, you know, they, you've seen obviously throughout the year, it's been a little quiet. I think Phil Perry wrote a piece about a month ago that they've liked what they've seen from him. So right. maybe he's the future yeah. and they're just going to, you know, take a step back and groom him and he'll start at, you know, 25, 26. But yeah, the weapons well, thing just, just well, and so that's, over it. Over you're hundred percent right about the weapons thing. And the other part about it too, you look at the tight ends, right? And, and I say Gronk into them because, you know, Jared Cook, they offered Jared Cook more money than New Orleans did. They went out aggressively after Jared Cook, and Jared Cook's response to the Patriots was, "Well, I'm not playing second fiddle to Gronk." And they're like, "No, listen, like it, that doesn't matter. Like, don't worry about Gronk. He hasn't decided whether he's going back or not." And he said, "Yeah, no, I'm not doing that." So then the Saints came to him. They said, "Hey, look, you know, here's the deal." He accepted. He hadn't signed yet, but he verbally committed. In between, when he verbally committed and signed with New Orleans, Gronk retired. So now the Patriots went back and said, hey, look, man, look, we still want you. We told you that Gronk wasn't indefinite. Now he's definitely retired. Like, come play for us. And he said, look, I already gave my word to the Saints that I'm going to play, which good for him. I mean, good for him that, that he didn't renege on his word to the Saints for more money in New England. But again, if Gronk makes the announcement earlier, Jared Cook's on the Patriots this year. And how different does the offense look if Jared Cook's playing tight end for the Patriots instead of Benjamin Watson or Matt Lacoste? And so, and I don't know the answer to that question, but you got to think it looks a little bit different, you know? So you know, and and that's some of the some of that stuff. And, and look, whether Belichick can, you know, there's obviously been some questions about whether Belichick can identify a wide receiver, right? He drafted. I I know that he drafted Edelman, right? But like Edelman was a quarterback when he came out, so like you really can't. Not that you can't get credit Edelman for that, but you didn't expect him to be that good, right? No, they did draft Malcolm Mitchell, who I think was a was a stud wide receiver. But he was hurt, and he probably – not that he was a no-brainer picker there, but you're getting him a little bit later because he had some injury history. So, you know, they typically take chances on guys like that. And, look, 
what I have seen, what I've seen from Debo Samuel and from um, DK Metcalf and from, you know, other guys like that. AJ Brown. AJ Brown, right? You wonder, like, was Nikhil the right pick? But then you look at it and say, well, Nikhil missed we the first We could play this game season, all day. Right? And that, you know, that's the thing. So, so then you say, okay, well, it's one year. And not only is it one year, would DK Metcalf be running the same type of routes in New England that he's running in Seattle? I doubt it. And so I mean. would he have been as effective? You know what I mean? Like that's that's the type of stuff where it's like, okay, fine. He has the talent, but it's not about having the talent. It's about being able to play in the Patriot system. And I know that sounds stupid, but it just is. That's the way it is, you know. Another guy you left off the uh, off the list was Demarius Thomas, right? They bring in a yep. guy like Demarius oh, yeah. Thomas Absolutely. Too, like, yep. to compete. And, and that's the type of stuff where it's like, look, I get it. I understand. But like at the end of the year, it didn't look good. But remember week two in Miami? When I was just gonna say, was like, was like, this is real life, and it's like, would you, would you Brown, have thought we'd Edelman, ever have this Gordon Brady? Yeah, and Dorsett. Right. Would you ever think right. at that time? You know, we weren't talking about the offense then and the problems, and and right. and that's kind of I'm kind of talking in circles here about it. But back then, you're like, oh, we don't need a tight end. You need a plug and play guy who can block and, right. and maybe catch a couple passes and get you know get open yeah. and get get underneath if if guys are covered all downfield, like. That that's you're you're not addressing the tight end situation, and it's not as big if they didn't screw up and with all those receivers and, well, and all and their plans didn't work, right? Right, and that's the problem, right? And so I think, unfortunately, I think for the Patriots, you look at it and say there is some second guessing you can do. So the so the number one one that everyone goes to is is the Sony Michelle one, right? Sony Michelle, why'd you take Sony Michelle in there? Now, whatever, right? People can argue about that all they want and blah blah blah, right? The fact is, is that. Sony Michelle played great for them in, in, in the, um, in the, uh, sorry, Super in the, um, in the Super Bowl run last year. And he ran well at the end of the year too. So fine. Uh, you know, you could have had now personally, me personally last year, I wanted them to take, um, Dallas Goddard from, from Philadelphia, right? That's why I wanted them to take, they didn't take him. So, you know, and he looked and he's, he's progressed very, very nicely there. He's a tight right? end but, one just in front of Earth. I mean, behind Earth, which. And that's it. You know what I mean? And so, and you look at this year, and now there's some question marks this year with, you know, Irv Smith Jr. comes out and he looks good. Now, again, they addressed tight end. They didn't address tight end in the second round. They address, I'm sorry, they addressed wide receiver in the, in the first round. So, like, whatever. But, you know, so you start looking at it and you say, okay, well, where are they looking? I love Jay Sternberger, who went to, um, who went to, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, Green Bay. The the guy that I think they were interested in was uh was Kahali Waring. He he ended up actually playing in uh, in Houston. I don't think he even did anything this year to be honest with you. He might have been on IR. I'm not even sure if he uh he is he's on IR uh starting in September. But but here's the problem. Okay, in the third round you take Damian Harris, your backup for your backup running back who played like what zero snaps this year, like four or five picks later. Not eat well, maybe a little bit more. However, many picks later, Dawson, Dawson Knox, Knox goes to Buffalo, and you're like, Man. yeah, you know, and so like whatever, and so you know. But again, it's does it matter? I don't know if it really matters that much. Would it have changed things? Would he have changed the outcome of it? You know, no one knows that stuff. But it's just like when you look at a guy like Damian Harris who's on your bench, not playing, and you draft another running back in the third round, and it's like, why are we drafting this guy instead of drafting the wide receiver? But like you say. Then you go back to week two and you're like, well, they didn't have any problems at the beginning of the year with, with weapons. And it just so happened that everything happened at the same time. Gordon gets hurt. 
Brown goes mental. You know, Gordon ends up not being able to stay healthy. Then he gets suspended indefinitely again. You know, and so it's like all the all these things are going on. And it's like, yeah, now they have no weapons. But at the beginning of the year, we didn't feel that way. And so hindsight, as you said, is 2020, right? Like we're going to go back and say, well, the Patriots should have drafted this and should have drafted that and they should have done this. Yeah, okay, tight end is a, is a legitimate second guess, but they did everything they could. I feel like they did everything they could to bring in the weapons that they needed to make another run. And unfortunately, it just didn't work out. Look what they did to the defense. The defense was nasty at the beginning of the year, and they fell apart. It's just, what are you going to do? Yeah, to kind of wrap things up on this whole conversation and, and tying it all back in together, Yeah, it, as a whole, this, this, this year was, and I had said it, to you, I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I've said it probably for the last four weeks since yeah. since really that Kansas City game. This season has been exhausting. You know, just from the start, the whole craft thing, you know, the Brady contract, the Brady Netflix, the Antonio Brown, yeah. you know, coming, going, causing a scene, um, you know, Gordon. It's it just like it was so unpatriotic. Like, obviously, there's always drama and, and every they're always getting scrutinized with every move and everything they do. Uh, that's just the world we live in. But it felt like this year was just, it was so much. It was a lot and it was a lot unpatriot-like. Uh, like I said, just just exhausting and and kind of, you know, I'm not surprised the season ended this way, right? I mean, it, it just was, when you make a run like that, you look at, they still went 12-4 and four and we're looking at this like they were the Miami Dolphins this year. I mean, obviously right. that's a precedent they set, but kind of tying it all together and, and now, you know, looking back on the year and kind of looking forward to next year. I'm excited for next year. I, I, I love free agency. I'm interested to see what the Brady thing turns out to be, but yeah. um, I don't think you can have a more exhausting year as a fan, as someone covers the team than we just did this year. I mean, doesn't it feel like now that we're, we're kind of over the loss, it's like, like, you know, yeah. it's a big, you know, weight off your shoulders, just a lot of stress that was involved with it. And I'm excited to see what they look like next year. Well, and that's the thing, you know, and, and, and like you said, you know, there's a lot of stress going on and I think that stress isn't going away. You know, Tom Brady's a free agent. No, so obviously, until, yeah, but I, I think I'm just, you know, I can't believe and can't put him, put myself to think he's no, going anywhere. Listen, right? I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. But always in the back of your mind, it's like, oh man, like what if he Shit. doesn't, yeah. he could? you know? And so, and that's the type of stuff where it's going to remain that way. Right. And, the, and because all these guys are free agents, how many are they going to be able to bring back and who are they going to bring in to replace them? And then how are they going to, you know, so you get all these questions swirling around the team that aren't typically swirling around the team. And I think that that's, you know, it, it has been a very tiring year, um, you know, and, and sometimes it's almost like, you know, it just unpatriot. Like I think is you put it the best way possible. It's just been very, very unpatriot like for them this year. And look, you know, does that mean that, that they're going to be terrible next year? Does that mean that, but look, it just, they've set an extremely high precedent. You make the playoffs, you lose in the playoffs, you lose in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, if you drew breeze and the saints, that's a great year for you. That's what you do every year, you know, and no one ever questions you because they think, Oh, you know, drew breeze, you know, but when you're the Patriots, it's different. It's you have the different standards for you when you're the Patriots, and that's just the way it is, you know. And so, unfortunately, here we are at the end of the season, and we're sitting here questioning, you know, everything that's going to happen in the future. And so, you know, look, as Patriots fans, like I said, we've been spoiled, and it's been a great spoiled, and I've enjoyed being spoiled quite a bit, <laughs> um, you know. But it just, but 
at some point it's going to have to end. I don't think it's going to end just yet. But I always, I always sit there and think like, what happens 10 years from now? What happens five years from now? I don't want to think about it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and that's, and that's the type of stuff where it's like, man, like shoot, someday Brady's going to be gone, but more importantly, someday Belichick's going to be gone and who's going to replace him and who's going to replace Brady and who's going to, you know, like, and so those though, then those questions start swirling around in my head. Like, Oh my God, like at the end of every season, that's, I, I start wondering. And that's one of the things after this, after the Philadelphia Super Bowl that I was so mad about was that I felt like, the Patriots had had such an opportunity to win number six and blew it. And I was like, you might never get back there again. And of course I got back to the next year and won it. But like, but that was, that was my feeling. And so now you feel in the same way. I'm feeling the same way right now, man. Like I can't believe they lost because what if, what if, what if it happens and they never get back there or they don't get back there for another 20 years, you know? And those are the, those are the things that you go back and forth about. And, and again, at the end of every, I think that that's, that's what happens at the end of every year, right? You start wondering when your players get older, especially with Brady, Belichick's being older, like, you know, and all these star players like McCordy and Edelman and guys that could be on the way out or retiring, Slater, you know, what's the team going to look like next year? And how much am I going to enjoy the team? And, 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 you know, look, I love all the teams. I love all the guys that play. But at the end of the day, you just know, like you like some teams more than you than you like others. It's just the way it is. Like I, I liked last year's team more than I like this year's team, even when they were eight zero and killing everyone and the boogeyman and all that other stuff. I still like last year's team better. I just did. I don't know. I just, but like, you know, you have this, you have these feelings with different teams and different years of different ways. But at the end of every year, it's like, oh man, please don't let this be the end. <laughs> you know, and that's no, it. And, and and the dynasty the end shit is 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 overblown too. I right. mean, as long as you have Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, I don't think you can ever rule the dynasty out just because like I said, at the beginning of the show, um, they're always, you know, they, they can always strap it on at any time and go make a run no matter right. what they look like. And, and that's kind of, you know, why I think we, we as fans talked ourselves into, all right, you know, we'll get through Tennessee, sneak one by, right. you know, KC and get to the AFC championship yep. game. Anything happens. Right. So, right. Exactly. Um, I think as long as those two are there, which I hope they are, and 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 I, I think they will be next year, we're, we'll still be uh, at the right. top and, and and in the mix for one. That's for sure. Well, and look, I've said I've said for years, Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, the Patriots at worst will be the Dallas Cowboys. And look, the Dallas Cowboys is a fate I wouldn't wish or I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. But they're eight and eight every year, right? They're eight and eight, nine and seven, ten and six, eleven and five. Like they're in the hunt every year. They're close every year. They're not the Browns every year, right? They're not two and 14, three and 13, four and 12 total. You know, that's, that's some of the stuff where I look at it and say with craft there, then never. And that's the other part of it for me. Brady might retire. Belichick might retire. The crafts aren't going to just die. I mean, Robert on like could at some point, 79, but Jonathan's there, but Jonathan's there. So like, they're not going to let it go to shit. They're not. They're just not going to. And so, you know, yeah, okay, maybe they won't win the Super Bowl every year. But, like, they're not going to be the doormat every year, like the Jets or whatever. They're just not. It's not going to happen. And so that's the type of stuff with that, you know, even though he's up at night bit. thinking about that, I'm like, okay, all right, we're okay. We're, okay. we're still going to We're going to be, gonna be okay. fine, listen, Patriot Nation. Don't worry. Yes. We're going to be fine. And, and listen, Spags, we, you know, we talked about this before, but – We've been extremely lucky, I think. Um, you know, I know I feel extremely lucky to to be working at Pat's pulpit and you know to to have an audience like the audience that we have. And you know, just to just to interact with the people and and have people you know read my columns and and read your columns and listen to our show. And 
And, you know, I feel like this is something that I love doing no matter what. And the fact that we're able to do it and share it with other people and, you know, hear their thoughts as well um, is great. And I, and I've, I've been very, you know, we've been very blessed, I think over the past, you know, year plus to be here and uh, you know, and you know, it's just, it's been so much fun and, you know, we're coming to the end of another year and it's like, okay, we're another year in and, and it's, it's been great. And, and I just wanted to say thank you to you for being, you know, for being my co-host, my friend, and I appreciate it. And I want to thank all the fans out there for listening and, and, uh, you know, we're not going away. We're going to take, we're going to take a week or two off probably, unless some crazy stuff happens. Um, you know, we're going to take a week or two off to kind of, you know, decompress or whatever, but we're going to be back trying to give you content over the off season too. And we got some things in the work for next year and just trying to get as much out there to everyone as we can, because we love doing this stuff and, and we know you guys like listening and, and we appreciate that. So I just wanted to, just wanted to say thank you to everyone out there. Yeah, I mean, amen what you said. I texted you after, actually Sunday after we got on the phone. You were yeah. so upset, and I had said, you know, <laughs> I know you're upset right now, but thanks for a great year because we we I mean, we've been working together for a while, but obviously here yeah. it's been a year. But yeah, just to what you said to to kind of hop on your back there. But yeah, it's it's a it's a great spot. We love doing this. It's more I, I enjoy doing it. I don't do it to, you know, no. obviously want to make a career out of it, but. Right. Whether I'm doing this or not, it's it's a blast interacting with everybody and and having the the following that we have and and kind of putting that putting an article out there that some people agree with and disagree with. It's so funny reading the comments and seeing people go back and forth. So another great year this time, our first full year with the team. Or, yep. or no, sorry, first full year doing yeah. a podcast. Well, right. um, from start to finish. So um, it's been a blast, and and like you said, we're not going anywhere. Obviously, we we did a ton of stuff with the draft last year. We kind of mm-hmm. did it on the fly. We'll have a little bit more of a plan, but you know, I think it's time for us to get a little bye weekend, a couple bye weeks, yeah. and then uh, yeah. we'll get ramped up with the draft. Obviously, I've uh, I've stepped up. I've I've watched a lot of um, I've covered the followed the draft a little bit more than than usual, a lot actually. So I'll be releasing some stuff as uh, as the year you know, closes after the Super Bowl for some targets and, and some team needs that the Patriots might go through through the draft. I know, Pat, you're you're big on the draft too. You'll definitely get a little bit more into it than, yeah. than last year. I think we went into it a little bit on the fly, but uh, there's still a lot to look forward to for the Patriots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we get, we're like Belichick said, we're three, four weeks ahead of the offseason. Yep, exactly. off so there we go. So, all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Hold your heads up high. Listen, here's the here's the most important part, okay? And this is the most important thing. I think that, you know, we're fans of the Patriots, right? And we've been extremely lucky and extremely blessed to be here. But my dad's been a fan since the 60s when they sucked. They weren't just bad. They weren't the Cleveland Browns. They were worse than the Cleveland Browns. They were just, they were the laughing stock of the NFL every single year. And he stayed a fan his whole life. And, you know, some people, I mean, shoot, when I was in middle school, I got made fun of wearing Patriots gear to school. Like, Patriots gear, the hometown team. But they were sucked, and everyone was like, I was in middle school, and we had three three Super Bowls by then. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing, you know, and so it's a different era, and so people feel that way. But but listen, stick with them. I know Lamar is fun to watch. I know Mahomes is fun to watch, but. Stick around. This is this is your team, and 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 show some pride to your team. And listen, there's nothing wrong with expecting more. There's nothing wrong with being pissed that you didn't get more. But also, understand that you know loyalty is key too, and 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 being loyal and and being here for the Patriots and you know and supporting them. And I think that that's important too. So I know you guys do that, and I know we do that. And so uh, just wanted to say that though. I think that's important to you know to 
to put out there. A lot of a lot of people say, you know, oh, the pink cats are gonna leave, you know, once once Brady leaves and everything else. And, you know, we'll see, I guess, when that when that eventually happens. But, you know, st- stick around. Stick around. We'll be here and uh and we got some good we got some good stuff coming for you. So so don't go anywhere. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, and we will uh we'll talk to you soon.